0: Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what I like to say, there's no better day than today for blessings, impact and purpose. So today I'm gonna start off with a story that's important for today's uh, message. And so the story goes, there were these two workers that work for a factory, it's a battery factory. And the objective for the day for each worker was to get to 500 units. And at one guy was at 310 units, and the other guy was at 345 units. They both were steadily working along and their supervisor walks up. The supervisor says to both guys, you guys are doing great work. It's only an hour and a half left. And I don't think either of you will make the goal for today. You guys keep working as you are. You're doing great. And I promise no one's going to get written up. No one's going to get trouble. I'm happy with it. You guys just keep uh, making sure the product's good and we have no problems. So one guy nodded at the supervisor and kept working. And the other guy just kept working. So the supervisor comes back by and says, "Looking good, guys. Remember, don't worry about the goal. It's impossible to meet. You guys are doing great." And he does this several times until the end of the shift. So at the end of the shift, the workers, uh, the worker who originally had a 310 units made the goal of 500 units for the day. So the supervisor calls him up to the front of the group and he says, "You know." You be everyone today and actually made the goal. It seemed impossible to, I think, everyone in here. So I want you to tell your co-workers how you did it. Tell your co-workers what you did so that we can do it the same next time and make the impossible possible. And the worker says, honestly, I was starting to think it was impossible until I saw you coming by and you were cheering us on cheering us on and cheering us on. So I was like, ah, I need to work harder. I need to work faster. I can do this. It just made me feel like this actually could be possible. And so I kept reaching towards it. The other worker stopped him and said, he didn't cheer us on. He told us not to worry about the goal, to continue to do our best, that the goal was impossible for the day. We weren't getting written up and uh, we were doing great work. And the worker stops and he says, I wear, I wear earplugs every day so because of the noise, so I didn't hear what you said. I thought you were cheering us on the whole time. And so the point of this story is that words have power. The words that are spoken to us mean something. And they have the power to encourage, to lift up, to build someone up, to motivate someone. But they also have the power to tear someone down, to... Uh, destroy them to discourage them to lessen their productivity and so that's what we're going to talk about today guys um william henry said fools live to regret their words the wise regret their silence and so we're going to talk about when to speak and when to be silent we'll be back right after this guys meet fred fred once fell stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people Then Fred read the book, Path to Loving Yourself, by Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You, too, can benefit from the Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirchner. Get up on your signed copy at HealingActsCoach.org. All right, and we're back. And so I want to start with people who are skeptical. So let me start there. And for everyone that says, you know what? She's not right. She's, she don't know what she's talking about. Words don't have power. They're just Uh, little statements people make and it can roll off my shoulders kind of like when people say social media doesn't mean anything and it's full of words so let's talk about it so let's imagine right now for me you're at your job so whatever it is you do whether you are a doctor lawyer you work at mcdonald's you work at cvs or you work in a room full of cubicles and and people are sitting on a computer so let's imagine you're going about your day you're doing your job doing your job doing your job then all of a sudden you hear someone yell gun fire. What are you doing? Are you going to keep doing your job? Are you going to just disregard the words you just heard? No, you're not going to disregard it. It's going to prompt you into action. It's going to prompt a response. And so it's the same as if someone yells, break time, or if someone yells, it's time to get off guys. At that point, it prompts you into action. You respond to those words, sometimes even before you realize you're responding to those words. So, okay, so let's say for that when you say, Oh, but that's different. That that's that's those words are supposed to mean something. We've given them that power. So, okay, let let's let's take it further back. So remember when you were starting to get into the place where you wanted to date and you wanted to get the response from the person that you had your affections for. What was it that you wanted to hear these people say? I like you, uh, say yes or no. Uh, you're cute. You're pretty. You're beautiful. You're handsome. These are all words. These are things you want to hear. I like you, please be my, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend. So these are all things that have power. And those things had the power to make you blush. They had the power to make you happy for the day. They had the power to like, send your world to, the best place for that school day when, if that person said, I like you, and that was whether that was in written form or whether they verbally said it, if they they wrote it, you could you could like look at it and have that same feeling over and over. But if they said it to you, man, that was drastic. And then you had that moment that you have that etched in your memory of when they told you that they had these affections for you. Um, so, so, okay. So let's say you're still skeptical. You're saying, no, 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 no. So those words, that's completely different. Those that has to do with romantic matters. Doesn't mean the same thing. And so let's go back to before that, to back when you were a child and you were really, really young. And in the beginning, what's the thing you wanted? You hear your parents say, I'm proud of you. Good job good girl, good boy. You know, you're awesome at what you do. I'm so proud of you. You're so smart. I love you. These are all words. These are all things that we have given power to. And they start earlier on in our lives that we uh, have given the place of power to these words and rightfully so, but that's why words have power. So you start to form the um values whether they're negative or positive to these words when you don't even realize it. And so that's what I'm challenging to, the, to to you guys today to think about is that what you say does matter and it's not just what you choose to think matter. So if your boss comes in and you may not even like your boss. You may think you're excellent at your job and you think your boss is like the worst person ever. They're just on a power trip. They're not about helping you perform in your best. And so you're just like, you know what? I'm going to tune this I'm going to tune this guy out. Like, you know, I'm just doing my job. And then, okay, so you're sitting there, you're doing your job. Let's say, you know, you're at McDonald's flipping those burgers. Everything's going great. And that supervisor, that's not the nicest guy, comes in and says, you know what? You know, I don't want you to flip these three times. You only flip them twice. You know, you want to leave these on here for, you know, two minutes, not two minutes and five seconds. And that affects you. All of a sudden, now you're irritable all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're just ready to get off. You're not motivated to do your job anymore. You're not feeling being at work anymore. And you know why you have those feelings is not because that boss is a butthole It's because that boss used his mouth to make you feel poorly with his words. And so that's what we're talking about. And so for my thing is challenge your brain to say, you, you, You may think you can tune things out. You may think that it does not matter what you say or what people say to you, but it does. And so we're going to finish this when I come back, guys, right after the break. Remember that dream job you had and life got in the way? That business startup and things didn't go so right and the money and people weren't in line? That degree you wanted to finish, but something was always preventing it. That relationship you weren't ready for that you still regret, you still wonder what would have happened had things been right? Winston Churchill said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. When you're not finishing these things, talking about the negatives, you're the pessimist. When you find that one reason to keep pushing forward, you're the optimist. Be an optimist today, see your opportunities. You only need one reason to keep pushing forward and that reason is you. You're the best reason for you to keep pushing past the obvious difficulties and still saying yes. Yes, I will do. Walt Disney said the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So begin doing it today with no excuses. I'm Dr. Jessica Kersner with your Helenex, Dr. K's Focus Me Minute. Email me questions or comments at minute at gmail.com. So, and we're back guys. Psychology Today published an article by Andrew Newberg and Mark Waldman that talks about words can change your brain. And they talk in that article about the most dangerous world in the world. And in that, they speak about how seeing a list of negative words for a few seconds will make a highly anxious or depressed person feel worse. And the more you ruminate on them, the more you can actually damage key structures that regulate your memory, feelings, and emotions. You'll disrupt your sleep, your appetite, and your ability to experience long-term happiness and satisfaction. So let's think about what's that saying. That's saying, okay, if I see a list of words, so someone writes me a nasty note, um, or, a, or a text message or on social media today, and says something horrible about me. Um, and so, and for me, that's that's negative words, right? And that can affect my memory. That can affect my feelings. That will affect my emotions, and therefore, thereby affecting my sleep, my appetite, and my ability to experience happiness long term. And we're saying words don't have power that are written, that social media doesn't matter, that text message doesn't matter. And so what that says is that your brain is hardwired to taking these messages. And when when you do that, those neurons start firing. And when those neurons start firing or misfiring, it affects those neurotransmitters in your brain. And your neurotransmitters are what regulate those emotional places to say, you know, uh, is everything balanced? And it says, no, everything does not feel balanced right now because I'm not in a good emotional state. And Joe Osteen said a long time ago, be careful what you say. You can say something hurtful in 10 seconds, but 10 years later, the wounds are still there. And that article talks about when you ruminate on something that uh, you, that's when you start to damage the key structures that regulate your memory, your feelings, and emotions. And how many people do you know that someone could have said something to you five years ago and you still think about it. I have people that come into my office and uh, they will they will be coming in you know, at 51 years old and they're still talking about the breakup from their freshman year in high school or the bully from that freshman year in high school who said these negative words to them and that still sticks with them. And it's not that the word was like the worst word ever. It was just when they heard it, how they heard it, their emotional state at that time, it just stayed and it ruminated. And these people are struggling with depression. They're struggling with anxiety. They're struggling with self-esteem concepts uh, and and, and low self-concept and low self-worth because of the words that were spoken to them and because of the words they took in, those messages that they heard. And so you can't hear something like that and say that words don't matter, that you can't impact them. And so what am I saying psychology says to do? So- when the wise regrets their silence says, saying that, you know, I could have said something to empower that person or to encourage them, or could I said, good morning, hello, you look nice in that shirt, or, you know, I like your hair like that, or, you know, nice to see you. Um, something positive to brighten someone's day. And when they say fools live to regret their words, is that you're often impulsive and you say things from an emotional place. And then when you're in that emotional place, you're wanting to hurt someone. And uh, because when you're hurt, you know, you feel the you feel the desire to hurt someone, even if you don't want to hurt, you lash out often uh, in response to your pain. And so you hurt other people. And then You regret that because you didn't want to inflict that pain on someone else. You're not evil. It's just that at that moment, you said it. And the words, like Joel Osteen says, you can say something hurtful in 10 seconds, but 10 years later, those people can still feel it. And you're like, man, I was like 13 at the time. I don't even remember what I said to you. And someone's saying, I still remember that. That day for me was huge for me. and It changed the whole course of my life. And you're like... I don't even remember what I said to them when I was 13. You know, but we can't hold our 13-year-old selves accountable because we were just children. But you can hold your 21-year-old self, your 31-year-old self, your 41-year-old self, and your 51-year-old self to say, let's do something different. Let me not say something to this person today that they may uh, still struggle with 20 years from now. And so we're saying, be conscious about it. And we're not always conscious. Sometimes we're just being we're just doing and we're walking around just you know making it through the day and when people come to you you're not really saying that I'm in this moment I'm truly invested right now and to wait the way to affect what you say is to truly be invested in that moment at the time and say okay I know and Be conscious of yourself. I know I'm irritated with work, but right now she needs something from me. She needs my help on a project. She's just asking me a question that's going to take two minutes. And you take the time to do that without saying something hurtful or saying something that you may regret. And so when we come back, guys, we're going to finish this up. We're going to talk about what does the Bible, what does God say about words? All right, and we're back. And so let's talk about what does the Bible say about words? What does the Bible say about what we say? And so Proverbs 15 and four says, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And so what that's saying is a soothing tongue is, it's a calming place. It's a positive place. It's an encouraging place. And when we talk about a tree of life, trees bring forth fruit, trees bring forth uh, prosperity. Um, Tree represents Encouragement. And so it's saying that the soothing tongue is a tree of life. So when you speak pleasing things, when you speak positivity, then you encourage people, you build prosperity, is it's building life. But a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. It doesn't say it leads you astray, it doesn't say it makes you feel a little bad. It said it crushes, crushes the spirit. Your spirit is like that inner willpower, that inner fire that, that sense of drive. And it's saying, dude, we crushed that. That's huge. I don't want to crush somebody's spirit. Like I was just, I mean, it's like, if I thought I just wanted to upset you right now, but then to realize I could crush your spirit, I don't want to do that. So what else does it say? First Peter three and 10 says, for who, for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. So it says if you you love life and you want to see positivity for your own life and you want to see good days for yourself, then you must keep from saying words to hurt people or to mislead people or to lie to people and harm them. And so right there we're saying choose, think, reflect, and do it purposely. So just being callous and saying, hey, I didn't think about it. I was just I was just saying this. I didn't mean it. We're saying here. God's saying, you know what? I'm calling you to do more than that. I'm saying, take a step. In. Take a second. Step back. Reflect before you do that. And so finally, Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt. So that you may know how to answer everyone. And so we say full of grace. Grace is that thing that says, I'm going to say that everybody deserves a pass. And that right now, even if you're saying something that is harmful to me or you're trying to hurt me, I'm going to assume you're hurt and I'm not going to do that in return. I'm going to give you that pass. Season with salt. Salt preserves. We put it on meat. We're trying to preserve it. It also flavors, so it enhances. It gives taste. It it brings out the best, right? And so season with salt, we're saying that, hey, we want to preserve the goodness you already have. And then we also want to enhance you and make you stronger, strengthen you with those words. And say, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So when they say, let your conversation be always full of grace, season with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. It says, you go into every conversation saying that, if this person says something to hurt me right now or to attempt to do this to me, then I'm going to give them a pass. And then I'm also still going to speak words that are going to promote the strength in them, promote the the good parts of them, and also preserve what they came to me with, the good pieces. And I'm not going to tear down a piece that's there. So I'm going to always seek to encourage and build, and build up. And so... That's what we're talking about today, guys. That's what the Bible says about it. That's what God says about it. And so that's it for today. Please check us out on Healing Dr. K on Facebook, uh, also at Healing Dr. K on Twitter. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, set some reviews. That's where it's at, guys. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today. See you next time.